Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Today, we are thrilled to have back is Dr. Law. Dr. Law today is going to help us in learning about the facts about women's health. I always think of things coming threes, like a, a traffic light, red, yellow, and green, or the morning, morning, noon, or night. Dr. Law, what would you say the top three facts about women's health that we should know and talk about today? Women's health involves a variety of gender-specific issues, such as estrogen production, mental health, sexual health, and fertility concerns. Women go through dramatic mental and physical changes as their reproductive system goes through major changes, such as puberty, adolescent, reproductive, fertility, and perimenopausal and menopause. Wow. So the major risk of women's health, including cardiovascular, which we're going to go through that very in detail, and cancer, osteoporosis, and depression. It's so often, I think, that we don't talk about and address that. And that's why I really wanted to invite you on today, because there are some common diseases that women are affected with, like many of the same conditions as men, but sadly, they need to be treated differently and at different times. And I know that we have talked about this, and today, I, I, would, I would love you again, you have three top things, like you have the cardiovascular disease and the high blood pressure and the, the metropolitan syndrome. And if you could even just cover the three, like maybe start with the cardiovascular disease and talk to us a little bit about that. Again, the top three. Women are affected by many of the same conditions and diseases like men. Right. But the diseases affect them differently and at a different time. Now, first I want to talk about cardiovascular disease. Because most of the time we hear people have a heart attack, mostly are men. We rarely hear women have suffered a heart attack. However, that actually is the top killer of women. Wow. It is responsible for one third of all women every year. My gosh. Women often overlooked it, okay, because experts once thought that it was a man's disease. Even uh, the cardiologists don't even pay attention to a woman's heart. Women are my, um, more likely to experience heart disease 10 years later in life than men. And about 42% of women who have a heart attack die within one year. Comparatively, only 24% of men die within a year. So estimate 64% of women who die suddenly from heart disease never even report that they have feeling any symptoms. And that's why we call it a silent killer. It is number one killer of women over age 25. You would think that people die 50, 60, or whatever older. No, for age 25 and older, and regardless of race or ethnicity. So women have, why? No, why, why is that? Because we don't realize, we do hear mostly men having heart attacks and men going for checkups, but not women. So why no. is that? Okay, but turns out in the research showing that women have a smaller arteries than men. And the wall that divided the chambers are thinner. That makes, you know, the heart disease worse than men, in a sense. So um, 
the but science. What, what is the mistake? It's like, how do we know as women what to look for? Well, okay, but you know, don't okay. A lot of these things I'm going to mention. You say, oh my God, I have. A heart attack. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're so, not here to panic women, are we? Exactly. <laughs> so, like chest pain, okay, chest tightness, chest pressure, chest discomfort, shortness of breath. I mean, we. We we sometimes experience this kind of symptoms, right? Sometimes, or pain, numbness, weakness, cold in your legs and arms. If the blood vessels in those part of the body are narrowed, oh. or pain in the neck, jaw, throat, and upper back. So oftentimes, people we need to distinguish whether actually you're suffering a heart attack or you have a musculoskeletal issues like okay. shoulder pain, okay. you know, neck pain. If you're consistently suffering these symptoms, then you know just have, go to call your doctor and have a check. Just want to make sure. Right. And so. And then you talked about the second part. Um, yeah. That we should be thinking about. Right. <clears throat> this is all associated together. The high blood pressure again. Here, all this you know, men like to so dress with the work and everything, and they have a high blood pressure. Rarely we hear women have that, but indeed there are. Okay. So usually they have a lower risk of high blood pressure than men until age 45. However, women have a higher risk of high blood pressure after 65. And many women with normal blood pressure develop high blood pressure after menopause. 63% among these age are 60 and over. Now, I want to mention about now the world has changed. Used to be men so stressed with their work. There's so many women now True. in the high-stressed yeah. working environment now. They're taking up this very um, high-end job, right. and they're taking on this major high-stress work. So, therefore, the situation has changed. Women suffer high blood pressure actually more and more and, and, and now than men. Okay, so. And yet we haven't changed our thinking in the medical field, so this is really interesting. Yeah. What is it like a normal blood pressure rate compared to what we would think of as high? Yeah, I've been uh, reading actually different ages as well. And normally we think 120 over 80, the systolic and diastolic or less is normal. And high meaning over 140 over 90. Women over 70 years old, you can actually, the blood pressure can be normal even higher than even 150. Wow. can be considered normal. What would you say that causes some of the women's blood pressure to be high? What causes it for us as women to have these high blood pressures? Like, So women, I think, um, has a lot of stress because women raise the family, you know, take care of the husband, take care of the house and children and their parents. They're under a lot of stress. And then with their work also, they don't always go to the gym. Yeah, doing regular physical activities because we see in the gym, men go to the gym, right? I mean, women do, but not as a sense that women neglect it than the physical activities and their stress and taking responsibility to everybody's life. That's what right. women do. And of course, the diet. We tend to be putting our energy to other people and not really paying attention to ourselves. So most people have high blood pressure. Now, again, do not have any symptoms. Wow. wow. Again, we'll call a silent killer. 
this is something I'm going to point it out, but doesn't mean you have these means. You have that just to you know be aware what it. So some t- symptoms can include early morning headaches. Interesting. Yep. Nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. Or even vision changes, or ringing the ears, the tinnitus, mm-hmm. or if somebody suffers severe high blood pressure, not without knowing, because you don't usually take your blood pressure yourself, yeah. and you only go to the doctor once a year to check these things, right? So when this severe high blood pressure could actually uh, indicate a fatigue, nausea, vomiting, confusion, anxiety, chest pain, muscle tremors. So if you are having these symptoms, just go have a check. It doesn't hurt to be safe. It doesn't hurt. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Number three, what would be the third? So we talk about metabolic symptoms, okay? Metabolic meaning high glucose, the sugar, so diabetes, type 2 diabetes, or abnormal lipid levels, which is high cholesterol, which usually you go to your doctor once a year for a physical. They say, Oh, your cholesterol is elevated and you, you know, sugar. But I like to mention about this. Don't wait for once a year to get checkup. I like you to be aware. It's very important to be aware of the problem. So then guess what? Your waist get bigger. Interesting. Yeah. It's, and especially women, women after menopause. Right. All of a sudden, they gain weight in the abdominal area, the right. waist area. So so those are signs. If you suffer the metabolic, which is glucose elevated, sugar elevated, and your uh, cholesterol elevated, guess what? That's a, put you in a higher risk of heart attack or stroke. Right now, we're talking to you guys is to be aware, so be vigilant about knowing what's upcoming of your body changes with that, okay? Now, so... What what entirely um, metabolic symptoms? So why all of a sudden your sugar go up and cholesterol go up, okay? And then the waste increase. We talk about insulin resistance. What does that mean? Insulin resistance It's a condition the body can not use insulin properly. Yeah, insulin is a hormone that helps move blood sugar into your cells to give you energy. But if you don't have enough insulin to break it down, to move into the cell, guess what? You're tired and lethargic. Yeah. Lethargic, allergic, and also the fat then grows into the abdomen, so your waist size becomes bigger. That becomes overweight, obesity, and then you think about, it's like a vicious cycle. When you gain weight, you're heavy, you don't feel like doing things. And it takes us longer to lose that weight when we're older. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you become not active. When you're not active, you're gaining more weight. You're gaining bigger stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so, like when you talk about like some of like the type two diabetes, right? That that I know we had talked about that in the past. What what are some things that we would like know? How how would we know we even have that? Because that is also contributes to this metabolic syndrome. Like what what are some things? Because I think people can walk around with this type. To diabetes and not even realize it that they have it. Right. So people say, "Oh, I don't know why I'm start getting so thirsty and hungry." That's usually one of the signs. Okay. Oh, I have to go to the pee all the time. So these three right. things increase um, thirst, hunger, and urination. 
these are the typical three signs of uh, having type 2 diabetes. Okay, of course, weight gain or even loss, and no obvious cause. So I eat the same thing, and I'm doing the same thing. Why else I'm gaining weight, right? And the fatigue, of course, and blurry vision. And also, if you hurt yourself and open wound, it just won't heal like before. And usually within the two, three days, you heal, and the, the wound didn't heal. Yeah. And taking a long time to heal, that's definitely a sign of type 2 diabetes. And it could be nausea, it could be skin, skin infections. You know, I, I have to thank you so much because this has been such a wealth of knowledge in a short amount of time. But what it does is it gives us something to think about and awareness is the key. But in addition to this being so helpful, I would love if you would just give us a summary or share with the women that are listening today on ways that they can prevent the disease. We've talked about the diseases. We've talked about things that we should look for. But how, as women, can we prevent it, this disease? I know even for, like, the heart disease or the high blood pressure or, you know, diabetes. How, what are just, in general, some of the things we can do to prevent some of these? A good diet and increase your activities and sleeping well and try to reduce your stress. Of course, we don't want to wait. And, of course, people with smoke and high the blood cholesterol. This is, so also indicating your sugar goes to eye. So those are things, if you need be, if you're in doubt and you're having some of the symptoms, always just call your doctor and check everything. Okay. Now, I want to... Um, the best test testing um, the heart problem, and we know you go to the doctor to do EKG, right? But I really want to do ECG, which is an echocardiogram, okay, which is not EKG, okay? So Most ECG, of, yeah. okay. And that is the best way to detect the heart problem, okay? Now, I like to mention because years ago, and all the doctors said, just take a baby aspirin and you can prevent your heart disease. Well, nowadays, no, and it's no longer recommended. You don't just take a baby aspirin hoping you reduce the cardiovascular. Although I'm not saying that it's not helping, but the thing is the risk actually outweighs the benefit. Wow. Because aspirin tend to be causing the internal bleeding. They're finding too many cases like that. So in other words, so they stop recommending it. And the stress, sleeping, okay? And I heard many of my patients talk about I never sleep well. And the sleep is very, very important. It's critical. And I don't think in the past we realized how significant sleep affects all aspects of life, not just health. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think you're so right. For high blood pressure, what are some things we can do? So we, that's the heart disease, we know. But even sleep with high blood pressure affects it all. What, what are some of the things that we can do to lower that? blood pressure and keep it down because I know that what I learned today from you that is after 60, women significantly can be affected by this high blood pressure. Maybe you could share if there's some things we could do to maybe lower that. So if you start seeing that your waistline getting bigger, then you'll notice something. <laughs> women notice that. We yeah. notice that. And especially after menopause, I don't yeah. know what happened. I'm gaining weight in my stomach area. Right. That's a sign, right? right? Okay, so watch that excess regularly, eating a healthy diet. Also, remember, drinking enough water. Okay? Yeah. So um, avoiding dehydration. So that's very important. Most people know that reduce sodium in your diet, the condiment, and fried food, fast food, they all have very high salt content, snacks. 
lot of snacks is high in uh, sodium content. Okay, limited amount of alcohol you drink and quit smoking, cut back caffeine, yeah, and reduce your stress. We mentioned about that. Enough sleep. Yeah. So this sleep, is sleep all. Sleep has entered each one of these categories. Yeah, but I understand all these are common sense. Right. But I want to mention this just to give you another boost to help you to pay attention to all the things that we talk about. And then, of course, how to prevent diabetes, managing weight, very similar, and the diet and exercise. Basically, those are the basic things. And I know you're way too humble to do this, but I, I have to bring up that, and I am a, a, an advocate and also a believer because of just for personal reasons that research actually, I know that I have done my research before I even explored uh, coming to acupuncture. And But the research says that actually, and you have repeatedly said, see your doctor, see your doctor. But in addition to that, Having acupuncture, it actually, the studies have shown <clears throat> that there's a huge benefit. And we started this podcast by saying the top three things. Would you share with us, and I'm going to proud you because I know that you're very humble, Dr. Law, but you are so renowned for, for being acupuncturist. Can you give us the top three things that research has proven that helps with this? Absolutely. Research has shown you, actually UCLA, they've done a lot of study about even using acupuncture to improve function to people who actually already have a heart failure. Wow. So you can actually help them even after it has occurred. Yeah. That's even your heart failed. Right. And then acupuncture can improve their function. Wow. So this is very Even the circulation huge. and the, yeah. right. Irvine actually has done a lot of research on hypertension. So I've been using these protocols helping people with the blood pressure and reduce their blood pressure so fast with acupuncture. Even people are taking the um, hyperpressure medicine, okay, but the blood pressure is still not totally under control at times with stress and everything. So adding the acupuncture really complementing even the medications you're taking. I really want to mention about the obese, the diabetes. And recently I have a patient came in, oh my goodness, exactly. He, his heel had a gigantic wound for a year, wouldn't heal. And my question is, are you diabetic? And so he went to the doctor, yes, his glucose was 198, oh his A1C was 9.1. He's a very, very diabetic patient. I knew the wound wouldn't heal is related. So in addition to help the wheel, the, the, the wound, and then so I started treating his uh, diabetes. You couldn't believe it, the result. Right now, I actually use an acupuncture for diabetes. His blood sugar down to 108. Wow. And also I encourage him to next month to get A1C because A1C you don't see that for every three to six months. It's not instantly. But he's consistently the glucose level is 108, 118. No, he's like 80 year old, so you don't expect the sugar has to be below 90. So even the doctors say now, if you're at your age, even 130 is considered normal. And so I'm able to keep glucose down to 110, 109, wow. 108. What a beautiful example of combining medicine and traditional medicine with acupuncture, working together what we can achieve for the whole body and the whole person. This has been amazing and so helpful. It's so wonderful to seeing people improve. Um, yeah. 
And also the heart, also I have a patient atrial fibrillation. The heart racing and irregular heartbeat mm -hmm. with acupuncture really helped her. And so she stopped taking the medicine, She's able to maintain her health at a, at a good level. That's great. I feel like I absorb such a vast amount of knowledge, and I know that the women listening today have. So I, I can't thank you enough, and I know that they can look you up, Dr. Law, on LinkedIn and your website and your acupuncture um, practice. And I know you publish so much. You're such renowned. So um, you have just given us a taste of, of the depth that you bring to medicine. So I, I can't thank you enough. Weeks. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.